corner. Okay. So welcome back. Welcome back. And we have Dr. Sonia Gray um, up next. How are you? I am wonderful. And I am so blessed to be on this platform tonight with all these awesome authors. And I've been blessed this far. I don't know how about anybody else, but I've been totally blessed. My spirit is so full. And I am, as she said, Dr. Sonia Gray. I'm the author of Path to Inner Peace, Stop Hiding Behind the Mask, Breaking Generational Curses, as well as I collab with Angela and some more ladies on The Storm is Over. And also in her Suicide Awareness book, I helped her with that. And I had a part of that as well. I'm just excited to be here tonight. Um, I'm an anti-bullying advocate, uh, certified life coach, mentor to youth and women. I do a lot. And I also now am the co-host with Angela for this next year on her show, Walking in Purpose. So I am just thankful to be a part of what God is doing in all of our lives. And when Alma was talking, um, I remember something that I wrote in the suicide awareness book, even with uh, Tamika, um, cause I dealt with um, not losing a child, but I lost some students to suicide because of bullying. And my um, grandson was also bullied. So I'm homeschooling now. So, you know, it was hard for me having young people that were really close in my life, see them take their life at a young age and, and question why they did that. So um, I went to the state capitol here in South Carolina. I lobbied and got a bull, bullying bill passed. And I will be going back uh, in 2021 to be a voice as that bill gets passed. Uh, through legislation so y'all I'm excited about 2021 this is going to be an awesome year God is going to rain on us and it's just so much that he's going to do in our lives and I'm just excited to be a part of it I I appreciate Angela um we pour she pours into me daily um I can't say I can't say well you know God's going to bless her for what she's done for us Cause she don't have, she wouldn't have to do this. She didn't have to do this tonight on New Year's Eve to um, put us out here to, for people to see us. And um, I'm humbled and grateful that you did that. And um, I just want God to continue to uh, keep his hand on you, continue to increase your territory, to continue to bless you for what you're doing for each and every one of us. And I I'm going to give one of my books, uh, Stop Hiding Behind the Mask, Breaking Generational Curses. Um, it's my story. It's my life and um, how God um, helped me take the mask off of my life and some things that I went through uh, through my life and as a child. So that's going to be my gift to whoever we decide to gift the book to tonight, Angela. 
I want to thank you for coming on and sharing. So we got to keep on moving. I want to make sure everyone is posting their links in the um, in the chat room so that we can connect, make sure that we're staying connected. If you are on social media, please make sure that you're posting your links on social media too so that I can share them as I share across social media. So let me see who's next, y'all. I'm sorry. <laughs> And I'm going to keep apologizing. I can't help it. That's just me. Erica, you're next. Is Erica on? I am here. Okay, I see you, Erica. Hey. <laughs> hey, y'all. <laughs> oh, my God. This has been amazing so far. And it's funny because as I was thinking about what I was going to talk about, I was like, God, I'm not sure where you want me to go. And he just said, be still and know that I am. And I said, okay. And so then when I, as I've been listening to everyone else that's gone before me, it is such a flow that I'm just going to stay in the flow. Amen. Is that all right? And so um, just to tell you who I am real quick, and then I'm going to share with you real briefly what God has laid on, on my heart. Um, in retrospect to 2020 and 2021. And so I am Erica Quinn. I am the CEO of Transforming Queen to Queen Coaching. I am a certified transformational coach and ordained minister. I am an author with 14 books under my belts. And I'm launching um, my coaching program in 2021, as well as mm -hmm. my Transformation Station radio show in 2021. And so just to give you a little bit about who, who I was versus who I am now, I was a victim of sexual abuse. I was molested as a child from the time that I was uh, seven to 12. Then I was date raped in high school. I was gang raped in college. I was snatched into a car and sexually assaulted as a young adult. And then I found myself in relationships that were not healthy, that were uh, mentally and emotionally abusive. And for me, what I thought was, what I was living was a normal life because I didn't know anything else. So I thought I was normal. I'm walking around here thinking I got it all together and I'm normal. And then one day, God stepped in. God stepped in. And the way he stepped in, you know, God does things way beyond what we could ever think of imagining how he does things. So at the time, I was, um, I was supposed to be being ordained as a minister, right? I ended up getting pregnant with my second child out of wedlock. And so I had to step out of being ordained because I'm one of those that believes that you got to get some things right before you walk into a heavy calling. And I was called to be a teacher in the fivefold ministry. But in spite of that, the Lord still allowed me to be a part of the ordination of the ministers at that time. And I was supposed to be helping them study for the ordination exam. So they come to my house and we start and we talk for a minute and then we open up with prayer. And during the prayer, one of the ministers, um, Pastor Mary Lucidores, grabbed my hands and looked at me in the face, and she said, why is the little girl scared? What happened to the little girl? And I'm looking at her like, what little girl is she talking about? She said, what happened to little Erica? And instantly, I broke. 
and the tears begin to flow and I just begin to regurgitate what had happened to me. And following that, all the nightmares begin to come back, all these things begin. And I was like, God, what is going on? What is going on? And immediately God said, you need someone to talk to. Now, let me say this to my black folks and hear me clearly. Seeking a therapist does not mean you are crazy, baby. It means that you are smart enough to know that you need some help. We have that bad in my community. Stop sweeping stuff under the rug. It is time to take the rug, shake it out, and get all that mess out of there. You cannot go from 2020 to 2021 with stuff buried. You have got to become free. And the only way to get free is to first realize you need to be free. And then when you realize you need to be free, get to help to become free. And so I went out, I saw the therapist. And the first thing my therapist told me was, you need a life coach. I said, what? She said, yeah, you need a life coach. She said, because see, I'm your therapist. And by ethical standards, I can only take you so far. But your life coach can go deep in places with you that I can't. And so I started on a life coach. And so my therapist became my college professor, taught the class, gave the assignment. My life coach became the tutor who makes sure I did the work. And so as I began to go through this process, I found out that I had been, um, as I said, um, on Angela's, I was one of the speakers for her uh, Renew, Reset, and Restore. As I said, I kept resetting the button, but I kept resetting the button on me instead of resetting the button and pushing into Jesus. So I wasn't hitting the right button. So I kept getting the whammy. I kept losing everything because I wasn't connected correctly. Even though I knew God, even though I had got baptized at age seven, see, I was living in such a distorted mindset that I hadn't reset my mind. My mind had to get renewed. And once my mind got renewed, my heart got renewed. And once my heart got renewed, my life began to renew. Amen? And so in that process, I discovered my voice. And the way I discovered my voice was through writing. There is something to be said about putting a pen to paper that heals. Putting a pen to paper heals. And so when I started this writing journey, I was like, God, what am I supposed to do? And I started out writing urban fiction. Here's one of my books right here. I have 10 books that are in the urban fiction genre. And I was like, God, what are people going to say about what I'm writing? He said, I'm writing you to teach a lesson. Every book you write is going to have a message. And you're going to go into the urban fiction community first to start showing them who I am through your writing. Because what you write does not define who you are, it's what you do. I define who you are and you are mine. So I need you to write. And what I found out is that I began to write these urban fiction stories, I found myself writing depictions from my own life. I found myself writing relationships I had been in and I began to heal. And so as I began to heal god said now it's time to move you and so he began to have me write my own story which is entitled you know my name but not my story and it depicts everything that i told you i went through everything 
in graphic detail. Because one thing that I know for myself, I can't stand people to sugarcoat stuff. Tell me the truth. I can't deal with sugar. I need to taste the bitter so I can so I can get that thing right. And so I didn't sugarcoat in this book. I told the truth in this book of what had happened to me and what had transpired and the things that I learned. And so after releasing that book, God said, now it's time for you to launch out. Now, y'all, 2020 was a pandemic and I launched out and began transforming queen to queen coaching. Now, have I gotten a client yet? Nope. Do I care? Nope. Because I know that if God said it for me to do it, everything that he got for me is going to come. I just got to be obedient to what he has called me to do. And all he has told me to do in 2020 was to let people know that they can come out of being a victim of sexual abuse and that they can move into being a victor. And so that's all I've been doing is speaking into people's lives in 2020. And so he allowed me to write my next book, which is called Breaking the Silence After Trauma, Seven Keys to Regaining Your Voice. And so as I began to write that book, something began to unfold. He began to keep showing me the butterfly. And I kept going, why does he keep showing me the butterfly? He said, no, I don't want you to look at the butterfly, baby. I want you to look at the caterpillar. I said, what? He said, see, you've been running around in a caterpillar state for a long time. For 33 years of your life, you were a caterpillar. And you was eating everything in sight except for me. Even though you knew me, even though you loved me, you yet were not eating on me. But at 33, something shifted and you began to eat on me. You begin to eat on my word. You begin to pray. You begin to seek me for yourself. And the more you begin to eat on me, the more things begin to transform on the inside of you. He said, now watch, watch the caterpillar. He said, when the caterpillar gets ready to go through its process of going into being, of going into being a, a, a butterfly, what happens is it begins to form a chrysalis, right? But that's not the powerful part. The powerful part about that is the chrysalis was already inside the caterpillar, y'all. Everything I needed to transform, God already had inside of Erica Quinn. Everything you need to transform in 2021 is already on the inside of you, baby. You ain't got to go get, a, uh, get some advice from somebody else. He's already put it in you. But you got to allow yourself to die to yourself. The caterpillar literally dies to itself to allow the chrysalis to come out. And it's in the chrysalis. If you look at the chrysalis, you can see the butterfly inside the chrysalis when the caterpillar dies. And then once the chrysalis forms, then the next phase is it goes through its metamorphosis, it completes its process, right? And and the thing and, 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 and the thing is, is on the inside of that chrysalis, there's fluid. You know what that fluid is? It's the residue from the caterpillar. So the butterfly eats up the rest of the dead stuff so that when it comes out, it ain't got no residue. Are you allowing the dead stuff in you? To be consumed by the fire of God. So when you step forth in 2021, you don't have to worry about anything coming back from your past. 
And then when the butterfly comes forth, it has to fight and struggle. See, 2020 was our fight and struggle, y'all. You still here. That means you won the fight. You still standing. That means you won the fight. You went through the struggle. So now you can get ready to spread your wings and soar and fly. But the miracle is not that the caterpillar becomes the butterfly. The miracle is that the butterfly can never go back to being a caterpillar. All it can do is reproduce itself. So how many of you are ready in 2021 to produce, to reproduce who you are in this world? Are you ready to produce more Deborahs? Are you ready to produce more Vernays? Are you ready to produce more Tamikas? Are you ready to produce more Angela? See, what you went through wasn't for you, baby. It's so that you can reproduce yourself in the world. So that you can change the world. 2021 is the time for us to shift the world, women. It's our time, women. 2020, let us get ready so that in 2021, we can reproduce who God created us to be. So I just want to encourage you to get ready. Just because we're going to 2021, baby, don't mean hell ain't coming. Because the devil is still on assignment. But are you ready to stand in your full armor? Are you ready to stand with your helmet of salvation? With your breastplate of righteousness, with your feet uh, uh, shined with the gospel of truth, with 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 your your belt piece around your waist, with the sword of the spirit in your hand. See, the the problem is he told us to put it on. He didn't ever tell us to take it off. So yeah. this time, when you walk into twenty twenty one and you put on your armor, keep the armor on because we don't have to fight through some things. But you've been through the process to be able to win the battle. In 2020, he showed you you can win it. If you in it, you are in it to win it. Again, I am Erica Quinn. I am the CEO of Queen to Queen, helping the sexual abuse survivor turn inner pain into outward positivity by teaching them and coaching through key steps to transform their trauma into pain so that they can have a better relationship with themselves before anybody else. You can get in contact with me. I am on Facebook at Erica, A-R-I-C-A, P. Quinn. You can inbox me. You can email me at queen to queensvoice at gmail.com. And I have given my information on my gift for you all tonight is my six-month uh, gratitude journal because we need to be grateful going into 2021 that we are still here. God bless you. Amen. 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 I want to thank you for sharing. We're going to keep going. Is Dr. Carla here? I think they said she came in, but I don't know if she's still here. If not, I don't see her here. Ben, did Ben come in? I'm here. I'm here. Hi, Ben. Hi, Mom. You're up. How are you today? I'm fine. I'm fine. It's your turn. Share with us, please. Okay, mom. I'm I'm gonna be singing a song. You are? Uh, but yeah. <laughs> but before I sing the song, uh, I would like to leave a message with us from uh, the book of Ephesians, chapter six, from verse twelve. It says, "For we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principality, 
against powers, against the rulers of darkness of this world, against spiritual wickedness in high places. Therefore, take unto you the whole armor of God, that ye may be able to withstand in the evil day, and having done all to stand. Hallelujah. Amen. Now, um, I, I want to be sharing with us uh, a very short word. And what I have to say is, this isn't a period where we have fun. This isn't a period where we, you know, we, we, we enjoy ourselves and excite ourselves. This is a period where we need to carry the word of God in our hearts. Because it is only with the word of God we can achieve breakthrough in every situation we find ourselves. Now, it says we should carry out the whole armor of God. What is exactly, what exactly is the armor of God? The armor of God is his word. Now, a child of God without the armor of God is literally, is literally useless. Because the, the, the kingdom of darkness will come and defeat you in every battle you find yourself. So when we, when we find ourselves, I think he may have froze. Did we lose him? Yeah, he, he is in Africa. He's in Nigeria. So there may be some connection um, problems. Um, if he, yeah, I, I think it's going in and out being, if you would kill your, kill your video, it may allow you to talk because it, it, it messes with the internet sometime when you have the, the video on. See if it'll let you. Okay. So now I'm going to sing a song to bless our hearts. I'm not with the piano. I'm just going to sing. It's a very wonderful song. You are here, moving in our midst. I worship you. I worship you. You are here, touching every eye. I worship you. I worship you. You are here, mending every heart. I worship you. I worship you. Oh, way maker, miracle worker, promise keeper, light in the darkness. My God, that is who you are. Oh, way maker, miracle worker, promise keeper, light in the darkness, my God, that is who you are. You are here, healing every heart. I worship you, I worship you. You are here. Winning every war, I worship you, I worship you, oh, even when I don't see it, you're working, even when I don't know it, you're working, you never stop, you never stop working, you never stop, you never stop working, even when I don't watch it, you're working, even when I don't feel it, you're working. You never stop. You never stop working. You never stop. You never stop working. Thank you very much. Ben, before you leave, can you please tell them who you are, 
And what exactly do you do? All right. Um, my name is Ben Akwehevu IK. And then um, I'm a poet, article writer, and also a novelist. And then um, I started writing two years back, two years ago. That's when I started writing. I started by writing poems. And then I got into the Nigeria Young Writers Association. And by the grace of God, I'm the secretary of the Nigerian Young Writers Association today. And also, I'm a student ambassador for poets in Nigeria. Yeah. And um, I'm from the I'm from the southern part of Nigeria and Robo, basically. So that's what I do. Amen. He is also my assistant editor um, over at Aspiring Authors Magazine. Um, he's also, um, <laughs> oh my God, he he does a lot. He 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 he's a part of a lot of different things, but um, he is a part of the magazine. Uh, and I wanted people to know that. Um, I also had the privilege of helping him um, publish his first poetry book. So I was excited about that. Um, I have adopted him as my son. <laughs> so thank you, Ben, for coming on and sharing with us. We're going to keep moving. Um, you, Miss that was beautiful, Ben. Thank you. I love you, Ben. <laughs> thank you. Love you, too. <laughs> we got to move on to Miss Trina. Miss Trina, I thought I yes, said hi. Trina, hey. how you doing? I'm so happy yes. to be here. I'm um, glad to have you here. Can you hear me? Yes, ma'am. We can hear you. Okay. Well, I'm ready to roll. Um, first, I want to thank the Most High for this incredible journey. Um, even even through the most challenging times, He has always allowed a way to escape. Since the pandemic. I have met so many amazing people. Thank you, Angela, for allowing me the opportunity to grace this platform tonight. Hi, my name is Latrina Graves McCarty. I am from the Mississippi Gulf Coast, Ocean Springs, Mississippi. Can you guys see this right here? I wear my heels because I am healed. I am the righteousness of the Most High. Second Chronicles. 2 Corinthians 5 and 21. I wear my red heels because it reminds me that I'm already healed. Isaiah 53 and 5. Olivia's Journey is a fictional book, although it captures the essence of my life. Since the death of my husband, my best friend, the father of our two beautiful children, he passed away. It was October 27th, 2010. That's when my, my life began. Olivia's journey has eight chapters and I didn't realize it had eight chapters until I wrote the very end. We all know that eight represents what? A new beginning. A lot of people say, well, I'm gonna walk into, I'm going to walk into 2021. Well, 2020 wasn't all that bad. I'm, like I said, I met really incredible people. Amen. Once everything started shutting down, guess what? I mean, the internet opened up. I was able Open to up. virtually learn with all of my buddies here. I met so many people overseas. I mean, it, it's just been an incredible, incredible journey. But let me tell you a little bit about how it all started with me. This is before my husband. This is before my children. 
when I was in elementary school, I was so shy. It was not until my junior year I started to blossom. And I was not often called pretty or smart. In fact, I have, there, uh, there are four of us. And of course, I was the chunkiest one in the group. And I was always picked on. I, I got called everything. But I, could, I still continued. And of course, everything really changed once I accepted the Savior in my life. And of course, he has not given the spirit of fear, but of power, love, and a sound mind. Now, throughout the journey, of course, my high school year, I decided, hey, I'm going to school. I'm going to college. I'm going to, I'm going to be the next Oprah Winfrey. I went from shy to all the way. I think I got it going on to the bum.com. But of course, life, life changes. I had a vision. I had a purpose early on. But of course, distractions come. And in Olivia's journey, she has plenty of distractions. In fact, there are three men in here that are probably after her. You may want to go ahead and get the book. Now, with my personal walk, of course, I, I had my husband. I had my two children. I remember when I was in college, of course, I was on the way, a way to be the next Oprah Winfrey. I was majoring in broadcast journalism with a minor speech communications. I was going to be whatever. Kind of chon, it didn't matter. I just wanted to make some money. But... All my friends were, guess what they were doing? They were, they were getting married. They were getting engaged. And then with the hopes of getting married right out, right out of college, we were taught that. In fact, I will go back and look at my memory book. And that's what I wanted. I knew I wanted to have my first child at 25. Of course, I had to get married first. And I actually had my first, my first child at 26. But seriously, I mean, if you really look at it, who's to say that everyone's going to get married? I mean, my sister is a living example of being a, a prosperous woman, single, no children. So when, of course, my husband passed away, guess what? I had to figure it out. No one asked me along my journey in elementary school, junior high, what was my purpose? What was my why? I figured it out through the pain. My husband has been gone for 10 years. In 2014, of course, by then he was gone for four, 2014. 2014, I started to write. I started to write because, hey, I needed an outlet. I needed a way out. I was a single mom. I had, my, my daughter was seven at the time. My son was, was 13 when, when their dad passed away. I needed something. I had to start all over again. I didn't know what to do. So I started writing. I wrote my first one next stage play, Just a Little Sunshine, Only a Shadow, and after the rain, of course, it's a delight series. Then I wrote a standalone play. It's called Off the Court. And this is my two children here. Of course, they're, they're older now. Um, and I wanted to, I wanted to, for single moms to realize that, hey, you don't need that, that, that man, especially if this is not the good man, to come in and, and, and take over the reins. What you have, you already have it. He's already instilled it in you. So whatever those children are lacking, guess what? He's going to provide. And some people don't realize that they're still crutched on having a, a someone physical there with them. And that's not the case. So L, LGM Productions was actually launched. And of course, this is available. The live play is actually available on YouTube and Vimeo.com. You can definitely purchase this. Or right now, it's for free on YouTube. Then, of course, Olivia Journey, Journey comes. So Olivia's journey, like I said, it was my it was my baby. It's my it's my first book of the series. 
And, and how did that happen? A lot of people say, well, I need a coach. I need a life coach. I need a, a mentor. Everything I needed was already inside of me. In fact, when I would reach out to people, it was like, that's not what the father told me to do. So sometimes you have to disconnect yourselves with everyone else and get along in his presence. And that's what happened. I got along in his presence. He was, it was just he and I, and we, it, we wrote the book. That was it. I want to end with this. The novel is dedicated to my late husband and the theme is crystal clear. One must have a clear purpose and be willing to, to go wherever that path may lead. The poet Langston Hughes puts, puts it best. I have discovered in life that there are ways of getting almost anywhere you want to go if you really want to go. Now, someone said, well, Trina, have you found your purpose yet? I believe I have. I had, I had to put aside that dream of, of 2.5 children and a dog and a white picket fence. I had to get up, put my shoes on. The reason why these shoes are red is because guess what? Even though we, we get up and start walking again, there are times that we, we're gonna mess up. We are, as parents, we are, as, as a woman, whatever, we mess up. And that blood, that red represents the blood. That means no matter what you do, the father says, I have you, I have you. I love this platform. I love this platform. I remember, um, I'm just going to send it out. December 20th, I did a My Journey virtual weekend getaway. This, this past summer, it was birthed because this past summer, we actually had a book club. And in the book club, we dissected this book here. We were so transparent in our book club. And we felt that we needed to get away. Of course, the pandemic happened. So we decided to make a virtual. And of course, if you go, if you look at my, my Facebook page, you'll be able to see, you can actually view the, um, the presentation a, a few weeks ago. These ladies were amazing. They just came. A lot of times the father gives me dreams and ideas, but I have, I'm like, who or do I know in order to help me with his vision? And of course, the vision becomes their own. And we were able to present and, and lives were touched. Now, a lot of times we are, we're on cloud nine. We go to a conference, any type of retreat, and we're, it's awesome, it's amazing. But guess what happens at the end? You're gonna come off that high. But what I wanna leave you with that, leave you with that is always that conversation with the most high. Talk to him, just like you would talk to a girlfriend, or a guy, just, just talk to him and say, hey, I know, you know, I messed up today, that's fine. You may walk into tomorrow and just like, hey, you know, I'm not gonna eat, make your little New Year's resolution. I'm not gonna eat it, drink any more caffeine today. I'm gonna do water for 21 days. A lot of times that's not the case. Get up again, try it all over. Every day is a journey, it, it is. And what I wanna, I'm gonna leave you with this right here. Um, it is your journey, your destiny, your path and your life. Olivia discovered that the very thing that she was searching for was already inside of her. Don't ever go out looking for people that don't need to be there in the first place. So this is my old, this is my old um, brand. Of course, we have a new brand. And of course, I have my books and everything else. And so whatever you decide to do, I'm willing to give whatever. 
couple gifts. Thank you for having me. Amen. Amen. Thank you. And we're going to give some gifts away um, after our last um, author goes. Um, I'm going to let um, Dr. Carla. Is she here? Yeah, I see her. Dr. Carla. Um, since we missed her earlier, I'm going to let her go. And then after Dr. Carla, it's going to be Pam. Good evening. Hey, Dr. Good Carla. evening. Hello. Um, since you always say Dr. Carla, it's Dr. Clara. <laughs> Dr. Clara. But, I'm sorry. Yeah, that is okay. Dr. Clara L. Peters is my name. And I live in the Houston, Texas area. I became a author due to uh, being in an abusive marriage. I was married uh, with my ex-husband for a little over 20 years. And every abuse you can think of, I endured uh, for two decades. Uh, but at the end of that marriage, God started taking me through a transition. He started metamorphosizing me, which uh, transfer, um, transformation from being that married woman to being a single woman. But in order for me to move from one to the other, he had to take me back so that I could become Clara, the Clara that he created. Cause I didn't know who I was because I lost my identity in that man. The title of my book is becoming, removing the mask as I become the authentic me. I was who he wanted me to be. He, as in my ex-husband, I was not who God created me to be. So as God took me back and then I had to walk it out, he had to show me, had to tap, tap me on my shoulder and tell me, look, daughter, you're still hiding. You're not coming into your full self. And what that was, was that because of the abuse, I felt some type of way and I use wigs. I had a month and a half supply of wigs. I wore a different wig every day. Sometimes, depending on what I was doing, I may change my wig up to three times a day. Um, that wig became my comfort. And what I had to do was remove the mask. I had to remove the mask so that I could walk in my true authentic self. Because otherwise, I was still hiding behind something. And in order for me to become the uh, warrior that he wanted me to be, to help the women find their voice and become that powerful woman that she is and not allow no man or no one period to uh, take them and make them be someone else and not the person that they should be. It was a journey, but it was a journey worth taking. Uh, it was it was not easy because I kept finding myself going back to my wigs because ladies, you all know when you go in certain places, you like certain looks for certain things. So my wigs gave me looks for different things. There was a time I went to church one Sunday. I was used to praise dance, went to church one Sunday. I went to church in one wig, but in my uh, praise dance bag, I had another wig. Well, I had two other wigs. So when I changed the praise dance I put on a gym after I praise dance and put my clothes back on I put on another wig and of course the pastor had to call me out from the pulpit it was like wow never seen nobody change hair like that but it was like my comfort zone the wigs was like my comfort zone and I had to get rid of them. people that know me 
the idea of Clara wearing natural hair, he really stripped me. He took me back to me wearing my natural hair. No perm, no nothing. And that was kind of hard due to the fact I'm a pastor. And when he took me back, he uh, had me to strip and start wearing my hair. I always wanted to wear a mohawk. I was always drawn to the mohawk when I met Junkyard Dog years, years, years ago. So a lot of people found it strange that it was a pastor in a pulpit preaching with a red mohawk. That was me. But one thing that it did for people that had issues with church, folks, it helped with a dialogue because some women and men didn't want to deal with people in the church. So when I had my hair like that, it brought people to me. So I saw what God was doing in reference to having me to remove the hair, which was my mask. And then too, there was a lot of women preachers that will call me, text me, find me on Facebook or whatever, and thank me for showing them that they can be themselves and that they did not have to have the weave or the wigs. They can wear their own hair and be their own true self. So even though I felt like this was something I didn't want to do, but as time went on, God showed me this was something I had to do to help set some other women, not just myself, free to be them. Because a lot of us, again, we lose ourselves to being a wife, being a mother. So my mission that he had given me after my marriage was to strip me so that I can help women to find their voice, so I can help women to see their beauty, understand who they are and whose they are, and not allow any, anything at all, no matter what it is, to allow them to walk in their true self. And one thing that I do often is to encourage the women, because a lot of women walk with their head held down or they walk around with a frown on their face. So I don't care what you're going through. Smile your way through it. Hold your head up high and know that you are fearfully and wonderfully made and that you can do and be all that God called you to be. You just have to believe it within yourself. So that's one of the reasons, the biggest reasons why I decided to write my story. I did not just publish my own book, which is dropping right now. I would be posting links for it on tomorrow morning, but I've been writing for years, but I hadn't shared everything until just now. And I'm thankful that God pushed me to do it because it's not just bless me, but But I, who, who, other people that a movement, I can say that it is beginning to start, and I'm just blessed to be able to be a voice for the voiceless, and to be that domestic violence advocate for those women that needs to come out of hiding, that needs to come out of that relationship, that needs that support. So I'm just forever grateful for that. So I pray that the women that you know they see my book. They're encouraged by not just the women, but the men as well. And um, it helped them to move forward and be all that they can be in their life.
Thank you for this opportunity, Angela. Amen. Amen. If you could share um, your link in the um, comment section for me. I sure will. Mm -hmm. Pam, you're up. You're muted. I just unmuted myself. Hey, everyone. I am Arthur Pamela J, the original brown girl from Harlem, New York. I want to thank God for bringing me this far. I am an author. I've been an author for over, for decades. I started writing when I was whew, in the fourth grade and I did my first play in the fourth grade. I won the contest and my classmates put on my play. So that gave me the strength to say, you know what? I love writing. I love creating a world on paper. And that's where we are today. I met Angela last year. She's an amazing individual. She has pushed me and pushed my creative creativity beyond what I thought I could do. I am an author of four urban books and my first children's book, which is entitled Brown Girl with International Thanks to Angela. It's in Africa. And it's a book about giving our young brown girls strength, self-esteem, letting them know that we can conquer the world. Because you know what, guys, right now we got a brown girl in the White House, so we rewrite your history so you know we are strong. So that is why I promote so hard for brown girls, brown kings, brown queens. If you watch me on Facebook, every morning I always tell my, my you guys, we are brown, we are beautiful, we can conquer the world, and we need to let our young children know that so I would, that we are beautiful, we are by inheritance, we are royalty, that we can be a president, we can be a doctor, we could be an astronaut, we could be scuba divers, we could be anything, not just the regular, regular jobs that us brown people think we could, you know, we're stuck into. Let them, you know, broaden their horizons and let them know that the world is their oyster. And they can be wherever they want. So I always encourage my young brown, especially my brown girls, um, that now every third Saturday of the month is National Brown Girl Day in February. This year, I was happy to do the first one in New York. Me and my girl, Tiffany Broxdale, um, she has a non-for-profit. We did the first Brown Girl Day. We did it in Soundview in the Bronx, and it was amazing. It went off. We had vendors. We had kidpreneurs. We had, it was really nice. So this 2021, we will be doing the Brown Girl Day again. And this time, I'm going to do it in my Harlem, okay? I'm going to try to get it done in Harlem. I don't know if it's going to be virtual because of the pandemic and everything, but it's going to be positive. If anybody want to be a part, please come out and just give these young girls and young guys, but mostly our young brown girls, encouragement. Let them know that they can see that you could. You guys are authors. We have doctors in here. We have ministers in here. And give them encouragement and let them know that, you know, we're we going to be all right. We're going to be fine. Um, also, with my brown girl, it created my husband, Mr. Corby Liggins created a whole squad of girls that look like me. <laughs> and they all have different names and they all mean something. So the Brown Girl Squad is pigtails, Afro puffs, 
soft curls and they all mean something and we have the next brown girl book that's coming out it's called brown girl be safe is dropping in january and this is teaching the girls how to be safe but all of the girls mean something um we have t-shirts that and i'm giving away a swag box worth 80 dollars worth of all with all kind of brown girl stuff but this is one of the t-shirts this is one of my characters afro puff of course and then we have pigtails pigtails means Positively intelligent girls teaching abilities, influencing lives sufficiently. That's pigtails. That's what it means. So all the girls' names are broken down and it means something. Also, we did a commemorance t-shirt, which I'm trying to get to our brown girl in the White House. But I do have a poster of the t-shirt. It says that we did it. Hey, no pigtail. I got pigtail. <laughs> She got pigtails. Go. Angie got pigtails. She put pigtails up now. That's pigtails. So we we in the brown house, and I just love us as a as a community. I love the brown women. I love the brown men. Um, all of my my urban books. Um, their names are Family Time. Don't get caught up. Family Time Payback is a B. Fire the Diary of a Bisexual Woman, and then Side Chick. Which Side Chick is going to be a play. This coming year, we're going to do a play for side check. Um, I try, I'm also a motivational speaker. I speak, I speak to the kids um, after the board of ed. My friend who is a teacher, her name is Sha Smith. She had me come to the school. I, I talked to the girls. I talked to the boys about being authors, about being entrepreneurs, about reaching out and doing all your dreams and goals. Angela helped me put together a dream book that I use as a motivational tool. And we talk about just planning out your dreams because you, you got to keep dreaming. And my organization is called a book in a dream.org. And that is basically with the Brown girls and we take them out. We do workshops. We give them encouragement. I'm trying to just do a lot in the community with the Brown girls. So if you want to get in contact with little old me, you can follow me on Facebook. You can go to my website, which has all my information for the books about the events that I'm doing, which is a bookadream.org. You can follow me on Facebook. I'm on Facebook all the time. I always try to give words of encouragement in the morning. I always start off because people always say, why you be calling us brown kings and queens? You don't know who you are? You need to answer that. We are brown kings and queens. And I'm gonna continually say that. My dad, the late John Hayes, instilled that into me and my sister, my two other sisters, it's three of us. So the Hay sisters, we always know that we are brown queens and we are royalty and we demand respect and we love ourselves and we know that, you know, God is first. And I think that's about it, Angie. <laughs> well, I want to thank you. <laughs> I want to thank you for um coming on and sharing. Miss Sparkle, you are next. You upside down. You on mute too. Okay. There you go. Hi. <laughs> Hello. Hi. Happy New Year. Angela, thanks for having me here. I'm Sparkle. I'm from Maryland. I write short urban fiction. I write about crime, psychological thrillers, co-parenting, relationships. You name it, I write it. And uh, my newest book I wrote was The Dollhouse. It's a psychological thriller. It is about a married guy that has obsessions with dolls. 
doll houses and he torments his customers where he works and a little bit of everything. Now, I started writing about a year ago. I'm fairly new. I'm learning as I go along. I'm very grateful for these platforms that allow us new authors to have a voice. I've been very successful so far. I've done interviews and podcasts and everything like that. And I'm just enjoying it as I go along. Uh, one of my most popular books that I wrote was Baby Mama. And it's about a character by the name of Star. She's experienced having children by herself and all of the trials and tribulation that she goes through. Eventually, she gets married. That doesn't work out. So she gets up on her two feet and she makes it on her own. Wow. Awesome. Awesome. Would you like to share your social media um, connections where people can reach out to you? Oh, of course. Yes. I'm always on Facebook, author Latrice Falker Raleigh. I'm also on Goodreads, Amazon.com, Falker Raleigh. I'm also on Twitter. So you can find all of my books there. I'm quite sure I have something for everybody there, whether you like the mystery, you like the romance, or any trendy topic. Well, I want to thank you for coming on and sharing with us. Is Miss Kayla here? Miss Kayla? Let me see. Let's see, Miss Kayla. I thought she was here. Maybe she has left. So we're going to keep moving. Miss Chantel. You're next, sweetheart. And then next is going to be, you know I'm not going to mess up your name, Mr. Hughes. But you'll be next, Mr. Hughes, after Miss Chantel. Y'all hear me? Yes, baby, we can hear you. Well, hello, everyone. My name is Chantel Jennings. I'm from West, South Carolina. Um, I wrote my first book this year called A Relentless Decade which is about social injustice, slavery, and how we as Americans can become the change. Um, sometimes when I talk about my book, I get I start getting emotional because a lot of the things that I wrote about in my book is due to injustice for Black people, which everyone on this platform is uh, mostly Black. Um, I get emotional because it seems like the color of your skin, being a black person in America, um, we go through a lot, we face a lot, and I don't know, it just gets me all emotional sometimes. Um, I'm on Facebook, I'm on Twitter, I'm on Clubhouse, if any of y'all are on that, I'm on Instagram. Um, this is my book, I will be giving away one. And if you could just check it out, it is short, but I try to touch base of everything that has happened over previous years and things that have happened this year, including Breonna Taylor, George Floyd, and Ahmaud Arbery. And thank you, Mama Angela, for having me on your wonderful platform. Thank you for coming and sharing with us. Mr. Hughes. Are you there? Are you there? I I can you hear me? Okay, yeah, I can hear you. Perfect, perfect. 
All right, thank you again for the opportunity, Angela. My name is Yuwani Hughes. I'm the CEO of Great Gale LLZ. I'm a graphic designer, web designer. I have a podcast, Elevate with E. I do merch, and I also am the illustrator and author of Afrofuturism Mega Bold Saga, Brave Onwards, Limit Destroyer. And the way how I got to this story is that it was an idea I had six years ago. And it basically transformed over time. It got better and better. And then it just so happens it got released this year, this year during the pandemic, this year during COVID and all of the craziness. In fact, just as the book was about to be released, my grandfather passed away. Seeing as I'm a graphic designer, I had to work on his funeral program and his banner. It was a lot to go through, but I feel that you know, God allows you to go through things for a reason. I know the Bible even says you have to endure hardness as a good soldier. So I believe all of that has just been trimming, affecting me, and just getting me to the next level. But more about the book and why it matters for now. Um, the book is basically follows the adventures of Masego Naka. He's a meek teen, unashamed to follow his dreams of becoming the next Anansi, like his role model, Shaka Zulu. But first, he has overcome tests, trials, and a rite of passage that leads to a supernatural encounter where he finds out what it truly means to be bold. As I created this book, as I did the research for this book, if there's one thing I've learned about African people, African cultures, one thing I know, greatness is in our DNA. Oh my gosh. When you look at the history, when you look at the empires, the top of empire, oh my gosh, the empires of Mali, oh my gosh, Songhai, all of that is incredible. And what I wanted to do was make Afrofuturism manga because we don't get the best representation in media, we don't get the best representation in manga, and our young kings and queens need to see stories that empower them, that encourage them, that inspire them, so that when they look at the characters, they can see themselves properly represented, actual Black representation, instead of what's usually shown in media. If they're not dealing with slavery, they're dealing with some kind of poverty, it's from Africa, it flies on the face, parts we know what the president said about Africa, past all of these things, it's time to rewrite the narrative and show who we truly are. This is Black representation. This is a story for the culture, by the culture. Even when you look at the story, um, people that are into manga know that your general manga parents are not in their characters' lives. The fathers are not in their life. The mother may not care. They may be dead. In chapter one of Bold Saga, Masego's parents are in his life. McKenna Umnatha, Kachi Umnatha, they're in his life. They tell him that they love him. They give him fatherly, they give him fatherly wisdom, motherly wisdom. At the end of the day, they help him to become who he needs to be. And throughout the story, you find out more about African culture from the way how they dress to the actual languages, because throughout Bold Saga, they speak African languages like Osa, Khoi, and so much more. On top of all of that, I remember what Jordan Peele had said, story is the greatest catalyst for change. And that's basically what this book is talking about. That's why the acronym BOLD stands for Brave, Onwards, Limit, Destroyer. And I feel that that is just essential to what the story is. That's something that as a child, you can understand it and enjoy it. I've had um, parents even read this book. Mothers, fathers, they've loved it. And they've said, this is incredible. This is not just for my son or daughter. I've enjoyed it. You know, it's incredible. I mean, even when I think about it, Akon said it best, you know, Shaka Zulu should be a superhero. In the book, as it begins, you see Shaka Zulu on the first page. That's African King from the Zulu Empire. Oh my gosh, it's incredible, guys. It's an amazing book. 
it's astounding. And what I love is that you're going to learn so much throughout the book. In fact, to honor my late grandfather that passed away this year, the story begins and it honors him by says, days may be dark, but still don't give up. You know, days may be dark. We're talking about COVID. Days may be dark, losing family members. Days may be dark, losing job, all types of anxiety, all types of worry, all of that. This year has been darkness, but what I love is that the book reminds us that the creator gives us ways out of no ways, streams in the desert, you know? No matter what you're going through, God will never give you more than you can bear. And God didn't give a spirit of fear, but power and of love and of a sound mind. And as you go through the story, you see Masego's journey. He wants to get to the level of being like Shakazulu. He wants to be the Anansi, but he's failed four times in a row. His community don't believe in him. His parents are saying you should change your dreams, you know, focus on your job, do what you're good at instead of what you actually love. Basically, this book is about a kid who is tired of just accepting an ordinary life. He wants to have an extraordinary life, and he does what it takes, and he keeps going to get there. And what I love about it on top of all of that is the African culture throughout it. You can see Umoja in it. I mean, honestly, this is Kwanzaa this week. So you can see Umoja in it. You can see Unity, Gucci, Chabalia. You can see self-determination, Ujima, Jama. Know, confidence, you can see the responsibility, collective work, you can see Kumba in it, you can see creativity, Nia, purpose, honestly, Imani, faith, and that's one of my favorite components of the story, because it literally has the faith component connected to the creative God, because at the end of the day, even the angel, Chanel, on the cover, is a black angel, right there, in the back with the wings, because you know how they say about angels, they try to portray it as Eurocentric, blue, eyes, blonde hair, it's time to flip the narrative and show something different. Show an amazing story that empowers our young black kings and queens so that they can see just how incredible African culture is, just how incredible they are. Because isn't it time that our young kings and queens see themselves positively, positively reflected in these pages? Because at the end of the day, you can only be what you see. At the end of the day, you have to have some type of either exposure to it. You have to see, you know, just like when someone had mentioned before earlier that seeing Kamala Harris become president, that's inspiring to them. Seeing Obama become president, that's inspiring to them. We need to have stories where young kids and queens can see something on their level and be like, wow, you know, Masego's Black just like me. You know, he's doing this, he's doing that. Shawnee's in this story. And the representation of the characters, they're not just Black characters that have European depictions or Japanese depictions. I spent two years working on one chapter to make sure one thing is clear. When you see the characters, you know they're black. You can see it in the depictions of the facial features. You can see it with their hair. Like actually Shani has like an Afro puff with braids. You know, some people have a burst fade. You know, some characters have locks. Some characters have, you know, a buzz cut. Honestly, it's just representation is what truly matters and having it authentically shown is what we truly need because we've seen what happened this year. We've seen the tragedies that happened with George Floyd. We've seen the tragedies that happened with Breonna Taylor. We've seen all the negativity. We've seen all the pain and all of that. But at the end of the day, where your focus goes, energy flows. So it's time to flip the script. It's time to rewrite the narrative and show stories that empower, that encourage, that inspire our young kings and queens so that we can show for the next generation. This is Afrofuturism. This is Black people into the future. Powering, encouraging, inspiring. Because at the end of the day, greatness is in our DNA and our young kings and queens deserve to see it. At the end of the day, it's just like what the Bible says, royal priesthood, 
chosen generation. We have greatness within us. We are more than a conqueror. So honestly, that is Bold Saga, Brave Onwards, Let Me Destroy. And the last thing, as this year ends to remember is, this is where we're going, guys, from pain to power. So no matter what 2020 has thrown at us, where we're going forward, it's from pain to power. Even at the bottom right there, that's Fawo Hodi. That's the Adinkra for independence. Literally, feet shot in the gospel of peace. We are moving forward. We are going up. We are elevating over every limit that life is throwing at us. So it's time to shatter the limits that life throws. It's time to shatter every mentality, every thought, everything that tries to say who we are now. We have greatness within us from God because he is the creator. He made us. So at the end of the day, that is bold saga. And we also have merchandise as well, such as this shirt, which literally says, rise up, got the sago on the front. And then you have the black angel Shineru in the back. So that's there. And then my, one of my personal favorites, them, you'll never be great. Me, stop capping. <laughs> Literally, 2020 trying to say you'll never be great. Tell us, stop capping. Honestly, say it with your chest. Show the world who you truly are, guys. And I'm giving away a free ebook copy of Bold Saga. If you can answer one question, guys, what day of Kwanzaa is it? Again, this is Yvonne Hughes, CEO of Great Guild LLC. Thank you and have a great night. Thank you, thank you, thank you. We're gonna keep it moving. Jerry's next. Hello, hello. Hi, Jerry. Hey guys, how are you? Um, so first of all, I want to thank you, Angela, of course, for this incredible platform. First and foremost. Um, I want to tell everybody that we are all being lied to when it comes to addiction. Okay. It is not a disease and you do not have it forever. It's a choice. It is a dis-ease of the brain cells while doing it, while doing anything. It could be food. It could be, you know, um, whatever you're doing, gambling. Okay, guys, whatever it is. But this is what I do want to say to everybody that we're being lied to because they want to keep us addicts. I am the author of, I'm not an addict. I'm just an ass. I'd rather be a smart ass than a dumb ass because guys, 30 years ago, I was a dumbass. But today, through God, he saved my life 30 years ago. I will be 60. I am now a smart ass. I want to read a poem out of my book. I wrote the book in 2016 and I revised it 2020. Okay. My book ain't for wimps. I'm not an addict. I'm just an ass is the title of my book. Only if you're not a wimp, open it up and take a look. My book's making headlines, my book's turning heads, my book's causing people to stop taking meds. My book's not for all of you, my book's way too real. If you dare to open it, might cause you to feel. Oh my God, not feelings, cause then I might just crack. If I don't numb my brain, there'll be no turning back. My book ain't for wimps, it's not for the weak. My book's for the strong, if being sober you seek. My book ain't for wimps, not for babies who whine. My book ain't for wimps, it's for those with a spine. Angela, am I supposed to do something to be seen on here? Do I hit something to be seen? I don't see you. You are seen. Oh, okay. I'm looking at you. We, oh, are, okay, we see you. Oh, I can't see me. Okay, that's fine. Don't be a baby. Don't be a fool. If you are an addict, you're just not cool. My book ain't for wimps. It's not for the scared. My book ain't for wimps. It's for the despaired. If self-pity you seek, sympathy is your friend. 
Standing on your own two feet, nope, on others you depend. You go through life, woe is me, sorrow and pity you prefer. Responsibility you refuse to take, your life is now a blur. My book ain't for wimps, it might make you clean unless you like using and remaining a teen. You ain't the one who has to decide, it's your inner self and your stupid pride. My challenge is this, to all who apply, read my book and get clean, the limits, the sky. So let's not confuse what I got to say, because you do have a choice, you should make it today. My book ain't for wimps, wimps need not apply, the ones that will read it will be naturally high. I know I sound really tough, and I will read another poem to make you really see the inside core of me. Jesus Christ is my Lord and Savior, God saved my life. He tapped me on my shoulder in the middle of the night, 2016, and said, write your book. Because, guys, we are being lied to, and they're keeping us addicts. And you know what? Everybody out there, I'm here to tell you that you're not a mistake, okay? You have control, and you have power. They're trying to tell you that you're powerless over your addiction. You'll have it forever. And I'm going to tell you now how I can prove to you they're lying to you. On one hand, they tell the addict. You're powerless over this addiction, powerless. You have a disease that you will have forever. Oh, you poor baby. But then they tell the family members, let that addict who you love, who has a disease and who's powerless to hit rock bottom, kick them out if need be, don't give them money for food, whatever it takes. How's that possible? I'm not gonna do that to my family member or friend that I love because at that moment, their brain cells are not working properly. So I don't care if you have to kidnap them. I've done that myself. You don't just let them hit rock bottom. So they're, what they're saying is contradictory to what they're teaching. Because if the addict truly was powerless and had a disease, they wouldn't tell the family member to let that person hit rock bottom. They would tell the family member to coddle that person. So they're lying. And in my book, I tell you how and what's really going on in this country and the government and all that. They're bringing the drugs in and blah, blah, blah. That's another whole thing. But I just want everybody out there to understand that we are absolutely being lied to. So what God did for me, guys, I have a product line here. Okay, an incredible product line. Um, hats, t-shirts, you can get your name put on it, mugs, right? Tumblers, some really cool stuff. 30 years ago, I almost died as an addict. 30 years later, at 60 years old, I wrote my first book in my 50s, got my first radio station offer in my 50s when my book was um, published by Hamilton Radio. Through Hamilton Radio, I was picked up by five other networks. I am now 2019 Internet International Hall of Fame for radio show host. I'm on O&E, the umbrella is incredible. Okay, Damon, okay, Beverly Nation. I'm on Remember Then Radio, P-A-N-J Radio. I'm gonna be doing stuff with Angela now, who I absolutely adore. I have my own podcast. I mean, think about what's happened to me. Now, I'm saying all that to say this. For anyone out there who's listening, this book will be a gift, okay? This book will be a gift. For anyone out there listening, I'm here to help you. No charge for free. I'm a nutritional health coach. I'm a recovery coach. I'm a vegan chef. I was in the beauty business most of my life. Gave that crap up because our beauty's not out here. Our beauty's in here. And I'm here to save lives. I'm here to help anybody out there who needs my help. So please reach out to me. Jerry Petito, G-E-R-I. P 
P-E-T-I-T-O. I'm on Facebook. My email, wwjdjerry at aol.com. What would Jesus do, Jerry? Because it keeps me grounded. It keeps me from not being, an, it keeps me being a nice person. Because I always have to think every single day, all right, Jerry, what would Jesus do? Because God can't whisper to someone like me. God has to hit me over the head, guys. And I want to close with this final poem. And the reason why is so you guys can see I really do have a heart for the addict and their family. The poem is called Change Your Choice. I had a life-changing moment that I knew had to be. The only way to change things was to first start with me. So I looked in the mirror and woke up one day and thought to myself, I needed to pray. So I asked God to change me, to help me stay strong, to clean up my mess, to right what's been wrong. I cleaned up my diet. I cleaned up my room. I cleaned up all habits with this old dirty broom. I kept going forward and never looked back. I refused to derail, stayed on the right track. I realized my worth and all that did matter through my selfish behavior, the lives I had shattered. I finally decided at 30 years old to stop abusing my body, my mind, heart, and soul. My life-changing choice that I had once made, almost 30 years now, guys, my debt has been paid. So you read all my thoughts on how to stay clean. It's all or nothing, my friend. There's no in-between. To live or to die is a choice you must make. Your life is not worthless and you're not a mistake. One day at a time is a slogan you've heard. It works if you work it while applying his word. For you to get healthy, for your mind not to fail, escaping reality will keep you in jail. With addictive behavior, sex, drugs, food, or money, substituting addictions, now isn't that funny? I'm not an addict. This too shall pass. I'm not an addict. I'm just an ass. May the good Lord bless and guide all of you. I'm not an addict. I'm just an ass. Jerry Petito. You can go to Amazon, Simon & Schuster, um, Archway Publishing, barnesandnobles.com. The book is everywhere. Thank you, Angela. Thank you, Jerry. Uh -oh. Jerry is one of the hosts over on. Um, we are we share ONN Dynasty together. Um, she's part of Beverly Nation, and I am a part of Damon Network. Um, we are under the ONN ONE Dynasty um, over on Blog Talk Radio. I, I I I definitely love that platform. Every time Jerry sets a record, <laughs> I'm on the day after her, y'all. <laughs> So she makes me work really, really hard because every time she set a record, I, I, I have to go back and beat her record. Yes. Because I, I, I want that crown. And she gets and it. she comes for my crown every time. Yes. So it, it's just a little friendly competition, but she pushes me because Jerry's been doing this for a while. I've only been on the network since um, March, March, April, one of the two. But I, I haven't been on the network long but i was the first host to garner three million listeners three million connections so that that was something that that i was very proud of but um jerry has definitely inspired me um she's definitely a person that does not see color um and, and i thank god for her because she's helped me on this journey um as a um, broadcaster so i want to thank her for always participating and being a part of anything that i asked her to be a part of um, so thank you, Jerry, oh, um, thank for being you. a part. So we have Miss Deborah is next. And then after Miss Deborah, it's going to be Miss Jessica. 
Well, hello, 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 everybody. How are y'all tonight? I hope y'all are ready to take this thing to another level because I have been sitting here. Y'all stories are amazing. Uh, oh my God. Well, I am Deborah Franklin. I am an author, a speaker, and a coach. I help women in ministry tell their stories to develop them into multiple streams of income. Y'all, oh, I promise you, when I was hearing some of your stories, I could relate so much because I too was in a dark place. When I tell you I felt like I had hit rock bottom, I didn't know my up from my down, my side from my left, my left from my right, baby. I was all over the place. But when I tell you when I gave it all over to God, and told him to just, I need you to just start talking through me, speak through me, use me in a way that I needed to be used. And that's when the light bulb came on. I wrote a book, not because I wanted to sell it, but it was my form of deliverance. My first book that I wrote was Adjective. Adjective dealt with all the negative things that had been said to me because I too was the fat chick in the room. I didn't care about myself. I didn't know about myself. I didn't even know who I was. But then God just started to deal with me. And one day after I had blossomed up to this big, wonderful, blossomed to this wonderful ripe old size of 365 pounds, I walked by the member one day and I said, damn, you look good. Y'all, that's the only time I've ever cussed in front of my mama. But I had to do that because that was a way of me learning to start to love myself, learning to start to trust myself. Because once you make that mind shift and that mind change of who you are and start to begin to know whose you are, then you can start walking in your purpose and on your way to your destiny. Because God didn't take time to make you into nothing. God made you in order to do something for you. That's why your story is important and you should tell it. Because your story is not about you. Your story is not for you. Your story is for the deliverance of someone else. So once I did that, I, again, never thought about selling the book, never thought about hosting a conference, never thought about doing none of that stuff. I just wanted to tell the story because I needed to be healed. I too was on my way in ministers in training. I was a minister on my way to uh, start. Yeah, I did it and found out I was pregnant on a Monday, had a miscarriage on a Friday. Baby, I cried for three months straight because I didn't know what to do because when I found out, I said, oh God, what am I supposed to do? Am I going to be walking around here in shame? I come from a church family. Now, mind you, I was good and grown when this happened. I wasn't no child. But when this happened, I still started to feel that piece of shame. You know what I'm talking about, women. If you grew up in the church and around the same age, you know what I'm talking about. Because the girl would get sit down, but the boy can still keep going like it, like it wasn't nothing. And that stigma still goes on today. So yes, I was walking in shame. And then when I found out and I had the miscarriage, I spiraled. Y'all, I had the miscarriage. I lost my job. I lost so much stuff. But then God showed up because I had to make that spiral to start to realize that I had to start getting myself in front of the people that could pour back into my life. I had to get in front of people that could start speaking a word over my life. I had to start getting in front of the people that could start showing me different things. And then one day I said, I want to get back into radio. I said to call somebody. I said, look, I need some help. I'm, I'm going to do a podcast. Do, do, do. You know how we do. And he was like, no, you're not doing no podcast. I'm getting ready to start my own radio show and I want you to come on and be the host. Bam, God started opening doors for me that I never anticipated opening, which led me now to have my own podcast, my own radio show, getting ready to uh, post it on uh 
on digital networks, conversations with Deborah Franklin. Yeah, baby, I kept it simple. All you're going to do is come on and have a conversation, have fun, and talk about what you do. Yeah, so I am the host of Conversations with Deborah Franklin. Then, as God began to open up new things, new things, new things, new things, new things, I started to say, okay, God, I need you, I need some more, I need you to show me where I'm supposed to go and what I'm supposed to do. Then God opened the door for me to not only do the conversations with Deborah Franklin, so develop a platform that people that nobody really ever heard of to give them an opportunity that I never had. Then God started to share and show me different books to write. So that led to 21 days, uh, 21 days, 21 minutes of prayer and meditation. Y'all, that book was phenomenal. I lost my whole mind because we had to go through that. And then after that, I did hashtag five, which means, which was 30 days of prayer, of, of motivation and inspiration. Now that leads me to why I am here tonight. Y'all, I am here tonight about the book that I wrote that gave me H-E double hockey sticks. I couldn't get it published. I couldn't get the spelling right. I couldn't get it typeset right. When I tell you God slowed this book up from every which way to Sunday, this book was slowed up. And that was the prayer of J-Bass in the marketplace. Yes, the prayer of J-Bass in the marketplace. Yes, by Deborah Franklin. Yes, by Deborah Franklin. Yes, by Deborah Franklin. The prayer of J-Bass in the marketplace is about making it intentional and making it personal. And that's the problem with the prayer of Jabez. We were always told to pray the prayer of Jabez, but we never made it personal. We never made it intentional. So when uh, one of the things that I tell, and, and, and let me go ahead and just, just in case y'all don't know what the prayer of Jabez is, Jabez cried out to the God of Israel, oh, that you will bless me and enlarge my territory. Let your hand be with me and keep me from harm so that I will be free from pain. And God granted him, him his request. See, the problem is you never took out Jabez. You got to put your name in there. You never told God what you wanted the territory to, to be. You never told, told God, look, enlarge my territory, but what does that look like? Does that mean that you just want a different address? Does that mean you want to start speaking from the north, the south, the east, and west? What does that territory look like? And so that's one of the, that's one of the things that we deal with in the book is praying to God to be intentional about that prayer, Jabez. So let me just give you a little sample. So Deborah cried out to the God of Israel, oh, that you will bless me and enlarge my speaking business, enlarge my publishing company, enlarge my, my, my sphere of influence, enlarge my family. That's what you got to put in there. Let your hand be with me and keep me from harm so that I, that I will be free from pain. Now, the thing is, you also got to identify what caused you pain. Remember, Jabez was meant about pain. You, he said that I may not cause pain because remember, hurt people hurt people. So that might be why your business isn't enlarged because you're still causing the pain that was inflicted upon you. You have got to step out of that and start moving in something totally different because God is getting ready to elevate you to another level. You cannot go to the next level if you are not free from pain, free from hurt, free from shame. You can't do it and you can't be successful. You can't expect your, your territory to be enlarged if you're not walking in who you truly are. And if you are still walking in what people called you and not what God called you, you will never make it to the next level. You have got to take that initiative and move forward. You have got to take that initiative and take it on and do what God has called you to do. Because when God has called you to a thing, you can't help but to do it, whether you want to or you're not. Because the Bible tells us that 
Obedience is better than sacrifice. And that's what you have to do. And I also work with women in ministry because so many times we don't charge what we're worth. We don't do what we're supposed to do. We don't look like we're supposed to do because true enough, when the men go out to preach, they don't they don't care. They're going to tell you what they want. We are the only ones that go out to preach and still say, oh, just give me what you can bless me with. And that's probably a chicken box and a half and half. Yeah, I lived in Baltimore for a couple of years. I know about that. You can just give me a love offering. Huh? How about that? That part. Because the Bible says your gift will make room for you. And that's what you got to stand flat footed on. Because if I'm gifted in this, God has called me to this, and you are going to do and pay me what I am worth. Because I am worth it. Because God said that I was. In his word, he tells me that I am the lender and not the borrower. I cannot be a lender if I'm not getting what I'm worth. I cannot walk in these rooms. And it also says, I will make a table for you in the midst of your enemies. And that means that your enemies got to serve you. So it doesn't matter where you're sharing, where you're speaking, you have got to know that you have got the word. You are anointed to do this. You haven't been appointed to do this. You have been ordained to do this. So you have got to walk in your purpose. The other piece of the word that we have to start standing on, ergo why, we got to know that the prayer of Jabez for the marketplace is that when you iron sharpens iron, you got to be with like-minded people to help you go to that next level. You have to show up to events in the best way that you see how. You have to show up, be a part. You ain't got to know nobody. I'm getting a baby when I tell you I didn't show up, but now I show up and show out wherever I go because that's what God has called me to do. When you operate in your calling, you're going to start seeing doors open up. You're going to start seeing opportunities open up, which led me to Church Girl CEO, where I am the founder of Church Girl CEO and Deborah Franklin Publishing. With Church Girl CEO, we work with women to take that next step. And also, even with the conference that we're getting ready to have, at first I said, God, what are we going to do? What are we going to do? What are we going to do? And God said, you're going to have men and women speaking at this conference. And that's because the women need to hear what the brothers are saying in an intentional way. Because my goal is that we have got to bridge the gap between ministry and business. Because when we start to know that God is a part of it, and, I, and I'm true to, I'm not new to this, I'm true to this. Because I feel like biblical, you have biblical principles that you can apply to your business to help you go to that next level. And that's what you have to stand on. That's what you have to do. Y'all, God is getting ready to use everybody. And I'm getting ready to say this and I'm done. 2020, Stop lying on 2020 being bad because you want to know what? It was a facade. 2020, if some of y'all look at your account, you probably made more money in 2020 than you did in 19 and, and then, than the last year. Can I be real honest and clear? When I went back and pulled the receipts from last year to this year, it's totally different. And then let me tell you what God showed me of why this book could come out to last month. I had to have receipts of the evidence of what he was going to do with it. In other words, I couldn't say, okay, God, enlarge my territory and tell these people to buy this book, talk about enlarge your territory and your territory hadn't been enlarged. Where the receipts? 
The receipts are Church Girl CEO, Deborah Franklin Publishing, who had three successful book launches for two different public, two different um, collaborations where we did a, a audio book, where we did a printed book. And now I have six, I have seven additional clients. And now we're even working, we've expanded to the point that now I have a client that's in prison writing his book that we will have published by the time he's released. Now, let me take it a step further. Now, I have also partnered with three other young ladies to develop the KDCP network, which is going to be a network on Firestick, Amazon, and all them other things. Because I mess it up. That's why they have to be with me when we talk about this. <laughs> but when I tell you, when you are asking God to be intentional about your life and to enlarge your territory, oh, yeah. And then I said, I wanted to have an international business. I wanted to be an international speaker. I have that now. I have a client in London. I have a client in Nigeria and a client in Kenya. Now what? I'm international. So don't tell me when you are intentional about what you're asking God for, that he will do it. And it won't happen. And it's going to happen when you least expect it. And another thing, and then I'm now, I'm, I'm acting like a preacher now. This is my third close, I think. <laughs> On this one, Y'all pray for God to show you where you're supposed to be. And don't be afraid for when it happens. Walk in it. Expect it to happen. Because when you level up your spirit of expectation, there's no place, there's nowhere that you won't go, nowhere you can't be. Because when you take your spirit of expectation to the next level, God is going to catapult you to where you, where you want to go and exceed everything that you have thought about. And now you can find me everywhere. Conversations Deborah Franklin or Deborah Franklin or Church Girl CEO. And that's where I will be. All right, guys, I love you to life and ain't nothing you can do about it. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Jessica. All right. Can you hear me okay? Yeah, I can hear you. Okay. Well, Deborah, that was a tough act to follow. You had a lot of energy and you're just so vibrant. I don't know how I'm going to follow that, but I'm going to have to try, I guess. Um, but my name is Jessica Starks. Um, I'm a Mississippi girl, Southern Belle, I guess, whatever you want to call me. Um, and um, I'm an author. I'm a professional writer um, and I'm a businesswoman. I do currently have two businesses, uh, J.D. Scribe, which is a content marketing company, and Bond Small Business Group. Uh, which is a business networking and development company. Um, kind of at the core of everything that I do is about um, writing and education. Um, I've been writing since I was little. Um, I don't know a time when I wasn't writing. Um, I remember even as a kid, um, gifting like short stories to my family and birthday presents and things like that. So I don't remember a time in my life when I wasn't writing. Um, I wrote my first book, which is now published. Um, I wrote it, um, I was 17 years old. Um, I had just uh, read a news article about a cousin of mine because I've been doing genealogy since I was 10. Um, I read a news article about a cousin of mine by the name of LQ Ivy. Um, in the early 1900s, he was accused, uh, falsely accused of assaulting a white woman here in Mississippi. Um, he was jailed and he was actually um, kidnapped by a mob of white men 
He was taken to a barn, he was tortured, and he was murdered. Um, and he was 17 at the time he was murdered. So naturally, if I'm 17, it changes my perspective of just the entire world around me. Um, and it just really made me think, you know, how did he feel, you know, when he was being taken by these men? He's not coming home. He's not going to see his 20s. He's not going to get to be married. He's not going to get to have a family. Um, and it, then it also made me think, you know, how did his family feel knowing, you know, this young kid isn't going to have a future. Um, and so one day, randomly, I was sitting in my statistics class um, and I just I had some extra time. I might have not been paying attention. I don't know. Um, but uh, I just started writing about him and um, it created my first story, which is a character called C.J. McNabb, and C.J. is based off of L.Q. Um, and so what I decided to do was write the story um, not only from the perspective of C.J., who, you know, 17, he's knowing he's not coming home, he know he's falsely accused, he just doesn't know how to control the situation. Um, I decided to write about him first, um, but then I kind of went back and it was just kind of something in me, which now I understand was God telling me, you need to take the story further and give people a more well-rounded view. So the book not only covers CJ's story, but it covers four other stories of different lynchings that happened across the United States. Um, and uh, not only does it cover just one perspective, you can hear at least um, three to four different perspectives on each story. So for example, with CJ's story, you'll hear what he went through, you'll hear from the lady who accused him, and you'll hear from two of his family members. So you can kind of get an idea of where everybody's head was. Um, and the main reason that I decided to write these stories that way is because, again, I'm in Mississippi. So everybody thinks this is the only area that lynchings happen. Um, some people still don't even think we have paved roads. They think we're still in slavery. And I wish that was a joke, but it's not. <laughs> um, but with these stories, I wanted people to understand that it wasn't just so black and white. It wasn't always, um, they were always innocent. They weren't always innocent. We just have to be honest about that. It wasn't always a black man. There were black women who were killed. There were children who were killed. There were elderly people who were killed. Um, some of these people were murdered when they couldn't find the person that they were going after. Um, and I wanted people to remember that it didn't always happen in the South. People were being murdered in Chicago. People were being murdered in Colorado and Oklahoma and California. It really didn't matter where these people were. Um, the main thing was it was the color of our, our skin. If they felt like they could do something to us, that's what they did. Um, I'll be honest, my book, it's a short read. So if you're the type of person, you're not a big uh, reader or you just aren't the type that can commit to like a large novel, it's not um, a very long read. And I did that on purpose because it's such a heavy topic. I don't think anybody would want to have to sit through a large book of this type, you know, of this nature. Um, but I've had people who have come back and talked to me and they're like, you know, 
it was short, but I had to take breaks because it was so quick. Because the way that the book is written, you get to know these people. So this person could be your brother or your cousin or your uncle. It could be you, you know? Um, and so it makes it just that much more emotional when you kind of see what they go through and you see the lasting effects. Um, so um, if you are interested in my book, my book is available basically everywhere online that books are sold. Amazon, uh, Barnes & Noble, Target, Books A Million, all those great places. Um, or if you want to sign copy, you can go to www.jdescribes.com. Um, and if you just want to follow me and kind of see what I have going on, I do have um, another book in the works that um, will be released in July of this coming year. Um, you can follow me on Facebook at Jessica Starks, and you can find me on all other platforms at Jessica Starks. Um, and again, uh, I've enjoyed listening to everybody's stories. Everybody's been so inspirational. Um, and it's really made me, you know, think about um, what your purpose is as a writer. And so you guys have been really inspiring to me. And Angela, as always, thank you for allowing me to be on your platform and to collaborate with you. You know, I'm a big fan um, and I'm excited to see what you do in 2021. Thank you. Amen. Amen. Um, you forgot to tell them that you are a part of the magazine. She actually um, does our business um, section of the magazine over at Aspiring Authors Magazine. And I'm honored to have her a part of that. Um, so, yeah. So I think if nobody else came back, I think we have had a chance to hear from all of the authors. I know some of the authors had to they were going to leave. They needed to leave. So I'm glad that we had a chance to allow all the authors an opportunity to share. So what we're going to do now is um, everyone that want to give away a prize, I want you to think of something to ask um, those that are listening, a question that you want to ask. And we're going to post that question as well. And the first person, I guess, that we can get to answer these questions. I'm going to be strolling. I'm, I'm, I'm going to be up all night, y'all. I'm going to be finding y'all some winners. I don't sleep. Uh, not when I'm working. I don't sleep. And I'm going to be up working, trying to get y'all books out and, and, and getting people to know who y'all are and sharing this across my social media platform. And um. Just, I, I just love sharing authors and allowing people the opportunity to 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 hear your stories because I I don't believe we have books just to have books. I, I truly believe that in every book that he's given us a message to share, and um, I thank God for this platform. I I don't know how much y'all know about me, um, but I'm gonna share a little bit about me really quick. So I started AALAC, which is African American Author Literacy Awareness Campaign, in 2016. I started it in 2016 because I wanted to bring awareness to brown authors all over this world. Um, I had a youth organization at the time. I was doing, um, at that particular time, I was working with youth um, doing a, a summer program in an after-school program. And that particular summer, the kids were telling me they didn't like the program, that it was like school. They didn't want to come because it reminded them of school. We didn't do nothing but schoolwork. So I wanted to find some things different that they could do. So in incorporating what I call the E3 experience, if everybody follow me, they know the E3 experience is educate, empower, and encourage. 
And I want my babies to know that they didn't have to wait till they were an adult to walk in their purpose and to discover what they wanted to do in life, that they can do these things now. So they started telling me everything that they wanted to do. So everything they told me they wanted to do, they told me they wanted to be a doctor, they wanted to be a chef, whatever they wanted to do. I brought somebody in my program to show them, someone that looked like them, that they could see, so that they could see themselves walking in that. We did all kinds of things. And during that, a lady, um, I, I ran across this lady on Facebook, and she lived in South Carolina. And she was an author. She had shared her story about losing her daughter and how her, how her daughter's friends helped um, with the process when they found out she had a, um, a, 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 I forgot the name of the disease, but it caused her muscles to deteriorate. And um, she went from walking to ended up in a wheelchair. But along that process, um, they journeyed um, the friendship. And these little girls would take this little girl everywhere. Well, the lady came and she did a workshop with our kids. Um, they actually created their own little books. And it inspired me to want to search out and find more brown authors. So I came to Facebook. And that was before I even became an author. I came to Facebook and I said, I need I need authors. I made a post and I got so many authors that responded and was willing to travel to Anderson, South Carolina to pour into my babies. A lady from Texas reached out to me and asked me to be a part of a collaboration. That was the first book I ever wrote in. And since then, I've published, collaborated, um, compiled 19 books, working on number 20, 21 and 22 right now as we speak. A little country girl from a place that I just never thought I would be doing a lot of the things that I'm doing. Miss Deborah, you are so right. We have to. We have to put ourselves in the place of that name. You know, I never saw myself doing a lot of things, but then I, I, I started faith without works is dead. And then if I'm if I'm going to believe this. I got to put some action behind it. I got to get up off my butt. And I got to do some things because it's not going to just drop out the sky. And, and that's what's happening. A lot of people are looking and, and they're waiting for things to fall out the sky and waiting for somebody to hand them something when everything they need is already inside of them. God has been dealing with me with words. He's been dropping words in my spirit. And for about three or four months, it was life and power. Life, me, life stands for love, inspiration. The fear of God in the E3 experience, which is educate, empower, and encourage. And then he dropped power in my spirit. Because everybody always talk about empower. Not knowing that we already have the power on the inside of us. So when he broke that word down to me, he said, you got to position yourself. Position yourself to overcome by being a willing vessel to empower others through your resilience. That means I can't give up. I got to be an example. I got to press. I can't throw in the towel every time when something come at me. I can't do it. I used to wonder why I was on this journey. Why did I have to be shot point blank range with a shotgun? Why did I have to be homeless? Why did I have to go through all the things that, why not? Why not? If I had not went through all those things, I wouldn't be here right now. I wouldn't be able to be right here before y'all. Like I woke up yesterday to receive an award from Nigeria. 
I thank God for the Nigerian Young Writers Association for even thinking enough of me and what I do. My desire, I just want authors, people to know who we are because we have taken the back burner for so long. You go in the stores, they, they have us a little section. I don't want the section. I want us to be all over the store. I want us to be everywhere. But I thank you guys for coming on tonight. Um, Y'all definitely have encouraged me to not give up and, and to keep pressing. I want to allow um, my co-hosts, they were having some trouble getting on, but they made it. And I want to give them an opportunity to share a little bit about themselves because they're probably our only men. I think we had um, two men that come, come on. But Frederick, he is um, actually a part of the magazine. He writes for the magazine. He um, oversees our Facebook page. He does a podcast. He also has his own radio station. Um, he's an amazing man that has an amazing journey. And I am glad that he has found his voice. Frederick, share a little bit about yourself, please. Hey, good good evening, everybody. Can everybody hear me? You are breaking up. You may need to um Hang on. turn your video off. That may work for you. Okay. Well, I'm gonna turn my video off Hold on. All right. Is that better? It is. All right. So, well, first and foremost, I feel like I'm in <laughs> rarefied air right now because I've been been sitting back and listening to, you know, a lot of people, everyone's story. And I'm just so amazed and inspired by listening to everyone's story. And it's just so amazing to know that everyone's story, you know, culminates with, you know, being, you know, a word from God or, you know, someone, God inspiring them to kind of to push themselves further or even, even climb to higher heights. So I just feel like I'm in rarefied air, man. So, I mean, you, I mean, you guys, you guys really inspire me to continue to do what I, to continue to do what I do. So let me just give you guys just a little bit about who I am and, you know, pretty much where my story comes from. Um, First and foremost, I'm Frederick Beattie. I am a, I'm an author. I am a blogger. I'm a, um, I'm a pie. I'm a pie. I am a radio station owner. I am also the editor in chief of Aspiring Authors Magazine, their face, the Facebook page. And, you know, my, and my story just come is just one of, I'll say dogged determination. Um, I am, and, I, and I'm not afraid, I'm not afraid to say this, I was a victim of domestic violence. And I've, and I've also, also on the other end of that spectrum too, was I also hurt someone. And, you know, that, that was one thing that changed, that really kind of the catalyst to change me. Um, the other thing that it really changed me was also the loss of a loss of a child to police violence. Um, so just to give you guys a short version of that, um, I lost my oldest son in 2015 to a police-involved shooting in Newport News, Virginia. That officer was not charged in his um, in his death, and that was 
the catalyst for me to speak my voice on social justice, racism, classism, um, institutionalism, and and everything that that everything that those isms involve, or they are they are about. Um, along along the way, I've come, I've come across some very influential people and some very good friends. Um, I've also you know I've, I've come across some very good friends and some influential people. Um, a good for a good a good good friend of mine who we're still friends to this day, a gentleman by the name of Christopher King. He um, we sat, we talked, we sat down and we talked a lot about, you know, human rights and things of that nature. So that's something I also involve, I also incorporate into my, into my own message. Um, but, you know, it's really just dogged determination from where I've been, from where I was to where I've been. Um, I've known Angela for a very long time. Well, I won't say a very long time, but long enough. So I, I most definitely consider her a sister to me. And I've collaborated with her on, you know, on, on, on one of her, on one of her books, which was a very, which was very, 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 um, carthotic for me, carthotic for me. Um, I want, I just say, I just want to say that I am extremely grateful and extremely humbled by the things that I've actually, that I've seen, that I've seen and I've been through as an individual. And I am I'm very, very much inspired by everyone um, here. Um, the one thing I want to say to everyone that's here is just to continue to keep keep climbing, keep pushing toward that mark, and keep climbing towards your goal. That, believe it or not, you guys you guys are closer to your goal than where you than where you think you are. And I just want to just I just want to say and I say I want to say and I say and I mean that in all honesty. Um, and also, and I also want to extend an invitation to anyone that wants to come on to my, to come on to the pod, come on to my, to, um, my show, the author's alley that's on, that's on, um, trailblazers radio. If you guys want to, that, that is an open invitation. You guys can DM me at any time. Um, and I also do want to give, I do, I do want to give away a couple of things. Um, I'll do, but I'm, let me turn my camera back on really quickly. So I do want to give away a couple things. So the two things that I want to give away to, I do want to give away tonight. This my first Fred, is Frederick. You you are breaking this up. We don't see you. About domestic violence. Each story is interconnected. It's always four characters, and we talk about. And I talk. And I write about this story of domestic violence. One of the stories is loosely based up yep yeah we can't see you okay okay that's fine so one of so one of the books i want to give away is broken chains that's a that's a story that's about domestic violence one of the stories is based is loosely based upon my own experience y'all can't see me really how about now no can y'all see me now we can't see you no at all. <laughs> no, at all. Not at all. Y'all still can't see me. No. Really? It, it, it's probably um something going on with the internet. My camera's on. Okay. I don't know what to say about that. My camera's on. 
Probably. And well. So I'll so I guess I'll finish with this. I mean, everybody here has inspired me to continue to keep pushing forward. And I want to say to everyone that's here to continue pushing forward. You guys are so much, you guys are so close. You guys are so close to your goal. You're much closer than you realize. So keep pushing and keep keep grinding, keep, keep striving, keep climbing. Amen. I want to Angela, thank you so very much for you know having this platform to be able to have that talk to everybody at length. But also I want to thank you for number one being for number for number for primarily being my sister. And Amen. I want to thank you for just allowing, just giving me the opportunity to to collaborate with you on such such powerful platforms, man. I am I am so I am so very honored to do that, and I and that's from the bottom of my heart, man. I love you, sis. Amen. I love you too, so, bro. So thank you so much. I appreciate. I love you so thank much, you. sis. Thank you. I appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you. I love you too. So we have Corey. Corey. <laughs> thank you. I appreciate you for coming on. Corey, are you there? You're most welcome. Corey? Uh, yes, I am. Hey, Corey. Hey, Andrew. I'm glad you were able to press your way through. Um, if you will share really, really quick, um, because we're going to be wrapping up on air on Sador, but we're going to still be on Zoom because we're going to play some music and have a little party and give away some prizes. So if you want to share really quick, I would love for you to share. Uh, hello, everybody. My name is Corey. I'm an angel of probably the summertime. Uh, my story is a very transitional, transformational testimony story. Ex-gang member turned single father turned entrepreneur. Um, basically, hearing everybody's story today, though, inspired me more with everything I go through on a daily basis, battling my transition from the streets to being a single father. So. I just want to thank everybody who was on the show today. Everybody's story, though, know, impacted me a whole lot, though. And just you need to hear this on uh, on New Year's Eve, though, really, with my transition, though. I've only been only an author for a year, and i only really been transitioning single father life for three years, but a whole lot of my past is still part of my present that I still write about. The reason I became an author to begin with. So just listening to everybody's story and listening to everything today, though, inspired me even more to continue my journey, continue my testimony, continue everything I got going on in my world. And I appreciate everybody, you know, for their, for their stories today and then just hearing all the ministers on here today and it gave me inspiration more hearing everybody talking and everybody coming from their story and their transition to get to where they are. And thank Angela just for putting me even on this platform, though, because I wouldn't know well, I did really with Angela helped me a whole lot through this year though with the magazines and being podcasts and her show. And um just want to thank everything. And also anybody wanna check out my website though. My website is good reads and good looks. Uh, I'm an author of seven books in twenty twenty. Um anywhere from street poetry to affirmation to true children's books. Um uh, also I carry uh, other products too as well. My website which is the earrings and other stuff like that. But I just want to take the time out there. Thank you, everybody. And everybody have a happy new year. Same to you. Thank you for stopping by and sharing with us. So 
I want everybody, if, if you have not posted your links, um, please make sure that you post your links so that I can share them. Um, we're going to get ready to wrap up um, on air. If you guys want to stay with us, we're going to be playing music. We're going to be sharing. We're going to be chopping it up. We're going to be talking. We're going to be talking about 2020 and how we looking forward to going into 2021. Um, so we're just going to be having conversation um, once we go off air. Um, so if you want to stick around, you're more than welcome to stick around and um, hang out with us and party um, as we bring this new year in. Um, so I'm going to close the air. So we're going to take a break. And then um, I'm going to give um, Mark a chance to um, come off air and um, start us another um, Zoom, I guess. We off, Mark?